SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Lisa Burkhart Worley, and welcome to Pop Talk, the show where you never know what topics might pop up. Persecution is real, and while we may not experience it as much here in the United States, people are being imprisoned and are the victim of violent attacks because of their Christian faith, and that happens all over the world. Today, we're going to share the story of such an attack in Pakistan. But our guest, born and raised in Pakistan, is now able to save many people because of a prophetic dream she received about this attack while living in Vancouver, Canada. I know you're going to want to hear this fascinating story. Our guest's name is Hannah Ratnam. Hannah is a fourth-generation Christian who grew up in Pakistan. She earned a master's degree and later moved to Dubai for a job where she met her husband. She and her husband then immigrated to Vancouver, Canada, where they now live. She has received many dreams and visions from God and now captures those messages in a film and is putting the final touches on her movie, Hannah's Dream, which has already won 20 five awards for the script and it also has won two awards for a short informational movie about the film and so she and you can if you could see her room right now that i can see you can see all the awards behind her it's an amazing thing that she's doing so welcome to pop talk hannah the television version of pop talk airs in pakistan so i know a, a few people in pakistan now and I, I also know that there's not as much religious freedom there as there is in the United States. Can you share about your Christian upbringing and what was that like there? First of all, I'd like to thank you and all the audience who will be watching. Uh, thank you for the uh, opportunity. Um, my name is Hannah Ratnam, as you said, and I'm born and brought up in Karachi, Pakistan. I lived there for all my life. I did my um, education there on my own. My dad was, uh, he, he passed away when he, I was in grade five. And my single mom took care of seven siblings, including home and everything. So it was a very, very tough situation there. Um, like here in Canada, we get lots of funding and support for single moms. We don't have any such thing in Pakistan. So I worked and uh, managed my home and studied. So we are fourth generation Christians and uh, we are all very, very strong believers uh, and we, we stay with our faith no matter what happens. But you didn't remain in Pakistan, did you? You received your master's degree and then you moved to Dubai for a job and that is where you met your husband. What was that like for both of you living there? Um, I had always desired that I don't want to live in Pakistan because first I want to take care of my family and myself. I want to grow, grow up more and develop myself. And secondly, my desire was that I need to go out and do something for my community. But that time I didn't know what and how because I was too young. Um, I went with the delegation when I was doing my MBA in the last year. 
there was an opportunity from Export Promotion Bureau that I have to take the um, small local industry handicrafts to the international exhibition. So I got that opportunity and that's how I left. I went there. And when I was there, I liked it everything. And I said, I don't think so. I have to go back now. <laughs> so I stayed there. And in the church, I met my husband. Uh, we got married within six months, then had a child there. So what a nice life and such a difference, I guess, from Pakistan. But you didn't stay there either. You somehow ended up in <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. So what? Uh, navigated you to Vancouver and what was that transition like? When we were in Dubai, everything was smooth, nicely, beautiful. I was living like a princess there. It's a luxury life in Dubai to live. But the problem is they don't give you residency or citizenship. So what? no matter how many years you work there, you have to leave one day. And my husband was Indian. He's still Indian national and I'm Pakistani. So that was a big um big issue with uh, both the countries and politics and whatever issues. So when there was a 9-11 attack and economy collapsed and so much happened there, there was always oil industry issues. So in, I think, 2007, there was a big collapse of the oil industry. That time I said, oh, if they tell us to go, then I have to go to Pakistan and he has to go to India. And we have a child who's born in Dubai. So where is she going to go? And I started praying and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do with this situation. Um, I need to stay together and I need to be with my family. So what do you want me to do? My file, when I was in grade 10, I used to work for an immigration officer. He opened my file somehow. And he told me that before I left that company, he said, Hannah, you will need this file one day and I will keep this file valid for you. I think it was 15, 20 years. And then God showed me that file is still open. I called him and I said, is that file still there? He said, let me check and get back to you. And he called me after a few seconds and he said, it's still valid. It's been 20, I don't know, 15, 20 years now. And I'm surprised your file is still valid. And I said, okay, put my husband, put my daughter, and I'm going to Canada. <laughs> that must have, you must have looked back at that and thought that was a divine appointment. And he almost yes. was somewhat prophetic to know that you would need it one day again. So that is awesome how this all worked out for you. So you get to Vancouver, but it was there in September 2013 that you had a very troubling dream. Can you tell us what that dream was about and describe it for our audience? I always had dreams. Um, my first dream was age of nine. My mom knew that God talks to me in dreams. And when I moved to Canada, um, my mom passed away in 2010. And then 11 was a very, very difficult year for me. I had a car accident at that time. And then I was very sick and I just said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's my purpose of life here. And in uh, 19 September 2013, I had a dream that there's a white colored church, very beautiful church. And lots of women and children are there. They're praying and worshiping and some kind of a Christmas event happening, decoration, food. And all of a sudden, I saw there are two men 
holding guns, running towards the church. I was there in the in that meeting that day. So I told everybody that close the door, close the windows. I heard them saying that we are going to kill all of them. So the moment they said that, one of them jumped in the church and he blasted himself. And that was the first blast which created such a big mess there. And one time I'm in the hospital, one time in the uh, graveyard, uh, in the compound. So I was everywhere taking care of people. I saw people, I heard people, I heard their cry. So it was very, very distracting and disappointing uh, dream of my entire life. Yeah, that must have been troubling. I know when I wake up after a dream, something not like that exactly, but a bad dream, you know, you, you, you're a little shaken. You're kind of glad it, it didn't really, it was a dream that it didn't happen. But, you know, a lot of times when we have these dreams, they fade, right? But this one did not fade in your mind and your heart, did it? No, my all the dreams are just like I'm there always, not from just this dream. Every dream, every dream is like that. Um, this dream was very, very strong in my mind and heart because I saw with my own eyes everything and I touched them. So I felt that I was present there. I think that's that's one of the reasons that dream is still living in me. Every time I think about it, pray about it, I can still see that scene. It's just like, like carved in my heart and mind. So since it didn't leave you, how, how did you take action? What was your next step to perhaps act on this dream? First of all, I didn't know that this is going to happen. I saw it. I woke up that day in the morning around four o'clock. I wake up my husband and I told him something serious has happened somewhere. And I feel this is Pakistan because I saw same uh, color, same faces, clothes and everything. I think it is Pakistan, but where? I don't know. So with that dream, I came down, I prayed. And for three days, four days, I was feeling that somebody had died in my house. And I was mourning and crying and feeling upset. I don't, I don't know what was going on inside me. And then we were out. We came back and I told my husband, I need to sit down and relax. My mind is so tired. So uh, I told him, can you turn on the news? The moment he opened the news, it was there. That the blast happened, it's All Saints Church, Peshawar, Pakistan, and the entire scene, what was in the dream, was exactly on the TV. And this was an international news that day. To give some details on that, two suicide bombers went into All Saints Church in, in Peshawar, Pakistan. They shot two security guards and detonated their devices 127 people were killed and more than 250 were injured. It was the deadliest attack on Christians ever in Pakistan. So I'm sure once you saw that on the television news, you were devastated because what you saw in your dream was happening. So what did you do after that? Uh, I repented. I apologized to God and I said, Lord, you told me already, but I didn't do nothing the way I should do. I just prayed and at that time, I didn't know that what I have to do. I was new to Canada. I was injured, sick. My mom was uh, my passed away. So there was so much things happening in myself, my house. I didn't know what I have to do. So I just prayed and I repented. And I said, Lord, for from today onwards, any dream, any vision, anything you will show me, 
I will take it seriously. I will not go out and do shopping or watch movies and spend time with friends. So from that day till today, this is like my baby. Yeah, so if you have another dream about a violent attack, you're going to be calling authorities and things like that. I mean, I mean, maybe, he, you know, I, I hope nothing like that happens again. But I, I just pray that if, if you get that forewarning, that you'll be able to get through to the people you need to get through. You did start a foundation. It's called the You Are the Inspiration Foundation. It's specifically for this kind of thing. Can you tell our audience about that? It's a nonprofit organization. Um, my desire is to sponsor uh, victims, especially the persecuted church. And if we can get some people, they can help me getting out some of the students on student visa, or they can get married here, or maybe we can sponsor the entire family. So the purpose is to help the persecuted church. Um, that's my desire. And I'm also working on the charity uh, status. Uh, soon that would be approved and I will be able to give the tax receipts. Well, that is great, Hannah. And so are you having some communications with uh, Christian leaders in Pakistan right now? I tried connecting with uh, people in Pakistan, um, even outside Pakistan, like there are a lot of people outside and they are doing ministry work, um, but I'm not getting positive response from anybody. I've contacted huge, big leaders, but I don't know, they are not connecting with this. So we need to pray for that. Yes, um, I do actually know um, a leader of a big church in Lahore and uh, remind me, I'll get you his information. Maybe he can help you. I don't know if you've contacted him or not. Well, you, uh, because this was just so real and it really happened after you had the dream, you created a movie and uh, that's just amazing. You've taken it to another level and it's called Hannah's Dream. Um, where does the movie stand in production? How much more needs to happen for it to be completed? And and lastly, what are your goals for this movie? You can take your time. We've got time. Uh, thank you so much. Um, when I had the dream, I had no clue that this is going to be a movie. It was just like many other dreams. My purpose was just to pray and intercede for the community or whatever the thing God is showing me. So I just start praying for five long years. I was praying for this dream. And I said, Lord, I don't know what to do, how to help them, how to support them. I'm not working. I'm sick. My daughter is so young and my husband is working two jobs. It's very hard to survive in Vancouver because we were very new. So I start praying. And um, on the uh, fifth year, God, uh, I heard a voice, uh, Habakkuk 2.2. And when I read in my Urdu Bible, it says, write on a big slate, which people from far can see. And it has to be written down. So I bought a big, huge journal and I start writing every single thing from that day. Um, and then uh, I prayed on that verse, Habakkuk 2.2. And I said, Lord, wh what do you want me to write? And how do I write? And then I heard a voice. God told me to open Facebook. And I'm not a tech person. It's very hard for me to manage all these things. Somehow I got um, struggled with this and asked somebody to help me open my Facebook. And then I said, Lord, now the Facebook is open. Now what do you want me to do? Every time I asked God, I got a message. And he said, right, um, you're looking for a script writer. 
So I said, okay, what is script? I don't know even that. <laughs> so then I said, okay, I will write. I don't know what it is, but I will write as you're saying. So I wrote on the Facebook the very first day I wrote, immediately I got a reply. Before that, two years it took for me to look for somebody to do this. Um, I went to ICVM in 2017 to meet some people. And from there, many people told me, you need to write a script. And to honor, to be honest with you, I don't know how to write and I don't know how to do English stuff. And I said, Lord, this is too much work. I don't know how to do it. How am I going to write this? And then um, I just advertised and one lady replied and she says, I'm ready. And I said, okay, I, you don't know my story. I, you have not heard about me and you're saying you're ready. And then we met, we chat, and then she said, um, I was praying for two years so I can serve Lord for the persecuted church. And she wants to serve freely for the project. And here for two years, I was struggling to find a scriptwriter. So God brought us together on the right time. And she wrote, her name is Shelly Piano. She wrote this script. And it's beautifully written. We took six months back and forth to understand what exactly needs to be done in that script. Yeah, that is amazing. So you've got the script, and but then there's a lot more to a movie. I, I, I was just at the International Christian Film Festival this year, and I know I felt a little, I'm a television person, and so I felt a little overwhelmed there because there's a lot about filmmaking that I don't really understand. I know script a script is one of the first things you've got to do, but then there's the shooting of it, like whether you do film or or video. Have you gotten that far with the project, and have you uh, just worked on the actual scenes? And 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 where would you shoot it if this is all about Pakistan? Would you go down to Pakistan? I mean, have you thought through all those? We are by God's grace in development stage. God has brought us this far. We have a lot of volunteers who join all around the world to bring this dream to life. Uh, we have a short movie. We have a script. We pitch deck, a proposal, poster, banner. Everything is ready. Um, the production phase is going to start from next year. Shooting, yes, my desire is to go and do in Pakistan. Um, especially the scene of All Saints Church and the scene of my childhood uh, place and everything. Uh, but it's very risky to go there. There's always something happening. So my second choice is India, because India also have similar culture. So my choice would maybe if, if we are not able to go and people are not interested to go there because it's about everyone's security and safety, so then we will go to India, and for India, uh, again, we will do it somewhere where it matches with the culture and everything. And then if half of the movie is in Vancouver or in USA. You know, your story is amazing, Hannah, because you're so brave and you're taking this leap of faith. I, I just love it because when I was conversing with you on Facebook is how I guess we started, uh, it seemed like you knew a lot. I mean, you're sitting here saying, I didn't know much about social media. I don't really know much about doing a movie, but you come off with some authority. And I think that's God given authority. And uh, there's that old saying that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And I think that applies to you. Uh, so I'm just want to say a word to those who are listening. Now you may have something 
uh, on your plate or God has placed something, a dream or something before you and, and you're thinking, I don't know how to do this. I've never done anything like this before. Well, listen to Hannah's story. Uh, she said, okay. And she knew it was the voice of God. So she said, if you want me to do this, just show me what to do and, and uh, show me who to find and who to ask for. I, I also think of the Israelite story where they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant and they had to cross the Jordan River. And God called them to cross this river at flood stage. You know, he said just it, it was a leap of faith. Take a step into the river at flood stage. And then he parted the waters. He dried up the Jordan River so they could walk across. Sometimes he says, Hey, I just want to see what your faith is like. I want you to be able to step into this without knowing all the answers. Will you follow me and trust me uh, to do this for you? So yeah, I, I just think your, your story, Hannah, is quite amazing. Is there anything that uh, churches in Pakistan can do or anywhere else in the world to avoid or guard themselves against a deadly attack like the one you saw in your dream, the one that actually happened? Uh, there are victims. Uh, they are um, most of them are not uh, uh, feeling good. They have no medical support. Initially, they did. Government did help, and people did help. But they are still facing a lot of issues: education issue, uh, life issue, health issues. So many issues they are facing right now. Um, I really don't know how Pakistan will get better and get saved with all these attacks. I don't know when and how. I'm just praying every single day and pleading God's blood on their doors and their lives. They are living whatever life it is, but there are always attacks. It's not just one attack. There are a huge number of attacks on church, on schools, colleges, everywhere. You name it. So for the church outside Pakistan, I just want to request, please, Come and help me making this movie because first we are creating awareness. Secondly, it's on persecuted church. Um, God loves persecution and he's been through with persecution. So he understands the pain. And as a body of Christ, I request all of you to please help me make this movie. And when the movie is paid to whatever crew team member, my desire, and I've said this so many times, is that we will sponsor families or bring some student out or get some people married here. If you are single, please contact me. We are looking for boys and girls. So that is also another way we can help the persecuted church. Yeah, so you're looking for everything. You know, when you put together a movie, you need actors, you need people who will work, and you probably want them to work a little bit less expensive. You want to you know, maybe give some people some opportunities. Um, uh, just before we give out the information about how people can help you, Hannah, uh, can you tell us, do you have any contact with family in Pakistan? Do you still have family members there? Or, and do they know about this project? Yes, I have my own family as well as my entire church, which is also my family now, more than my family, because um, I need uh, at least the second generation to come out and develop their life here and their fourth generation can get better life. That's my desire. So if, if someone wants to help you, Hannah, what do they have to do? Um, how can they donate? Can you just give all that information for us? 
they can visit uh, my website it is in the same name hannaratnam.com i have also created a campaign uh, which is on indiegogo we're looking for hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand for india to go and do all the shooting planning and fifty thousand for pakistan initially to start with and of course we need actors actresses production company producers donations anything you can do it the way you like it and God leads you to do it. Are you going to be able to do any of the shooting in Vancouver where you live to make it a little bit easier? I don't mind traveling if God has provided funds. I don't mind going anywhere wherever he wants this movie to be prepared. Uh, I live in Vancouver. Oh, that's fine. I can even do it here. But if God's plan is to do somewhere else, then I'm okay with that. Well, this began as a dream, right? As you look back, does it seem a little bit surreal to you with all the progress that you've made, uh, that this dream, that God has gave you the dream, but he's starting to make this become reality? Uh, how do you feel about that? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just every day surprised. Every day something I hear from him, every day something happens, uh, somebody come in and they say, oh, I want to volunteer with you. I say, please help me. So everybody is very important each person is important in life for uh, hannah's dream and the more people we'll get the more work we can do it i'm very excited i'm very passionate to do this and i really really need body of christ to help well did you hear that she needs some help for this movie and if you want to help hannah ratnam uh, you could go to those places, the, uh, the Indiegogo uh, site that she talked about. You can also go to our website. I'm sure there's information on that. I just want to thank you, Hannah, for, first of all, connecting with me uh, on Facebook. Um, I've had a few divine connections on Facebook, and, you know, say what you want about it. Um, I have connected with, uh, with a number of people who have very interesting stories, and, and you're one of them. And I'm just so happy to help you. I hope I see you at some kind of film festival in the future. I do have a documentary project I'm working on, so maybe I'll see you in person at one of these places when you sure. win another award, right? <laughs> so if you want to find out more about Hannah, her story, her projects, including her movie, Hannah's Dream, you can go to her website at hannahratnam.com. Let me spell that. H-A-N-N-A-H-R-A-T-N-A-M dot com. And we'd love for you to reach out to us here at Pearls of Promise Ministries. You can email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pop Talk Media. We're also on Instagram at pop underscore ministries. And you can find all of our past Pop Talk television shows on YouTube. Just search for Pop Ministries. We also want to invite all of the ladies to our annual conference. The Level Up Women's Conference is coming up October 8th at Northview Baptist Church in Louisville, Texas. This year, we are leveling up our faith, leveling up our future, and leveling down our fears. And this is interesting in light of Hannah's dream. Our guest speaker is Dr. Barbie Brethet, and she is a world-renowned woman who, who writes about Christian dream interpretation. And so you're, people are going to want to come hear what she has to say. Your dreams matter, and Hannah knows that. And there are many other speakers, including uh, Kim Crable, who's coming in. She has a ministry called Roses and Rainbows. And, 
and uh, Destiny Yarbrough, who uh, has Destiny X Television, and our entire Pearls of Promise team will be there. So uh, join us October 8th uh, in Louisville, Texas, near Dallas, and you can register for the conference on Eventbrite. Well, that is Pop Talk for today. I'm just an ordinary girl who God turned into a pearl. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.